Are you ready to know what you don't know about Privacy Pros? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Privacy Pros Academy podcast by KZN Privacy Experts. The podcast to launch, progress and excel your career as a Privacy Pro. Hear about the latest news and developments in the world of privacy. Discover fascinating insights from leading global privacy professionals. And hear real stories and top tips from the people who've been where you want to get to. We're an official IAPP training partner. We've trained people in over 137 countries and counties. So, whether you're thinking about starting a career in data privacy, or you're an experienced professional, this is the podcast for you. Hi everyone and welcome to the Privacy Pros Academy podcast. My name is Jamila and as you may know, I am one of your hosts. And for our special episode, it's our 50th podcast, we're doing a little something different to celebrate. As always, I've got Jamal with me, who is the CEO at Kasia Privacy Experts and Fellow of Information Privacy and much, much, much more. And we will be chatting today about some of our top highlights, some of our most memorable moments from the last 50 episodes. Are you excited, Jamal? Excited. But when you say looking back at our highlights, I'm thinking, oh, I've got a bit of brain fog right now. I, I don't want to show myself up. So we're now recording this in and it's the end of October 2022 and when did we start the podcast it was February March kind of time 2021 that's right yes so it's been a year and a half of podcasts the first one was with me and then I interviewed Benga yeah and then we spoke to Robert Bohr, Avishai, Claire Archibald yeah all those yeah yeah, taking off from there really looking back they were really fun I remember really enjoying Avishai's because he spoke about Marvel. I think my icebreaker question was, would GDPR still stand in the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I remember really enjoying that podcast. I, I still remember that podcast as well. <laughs> you said, does GDPR play on Asgard? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, asking the important questions as always on the Privacy Pros Academy podcast. What other memories kind of stand out for you, Jamal? Um, so just a bit of warning to everyone listening today. So I usually get a brief on what the podcast is likely to be about. So I'm a bit prepared. But on this one, my team have insisted that there is no prep. I just come live and I do my thing. So you're going to have to forgive me if I sound like I'm high on the Red Bull or something like that, (laughs) or if my memory is foggy because I've had no prep for this one. That's usually my area of expertise being high on Red Bull. But um, yeah, what what are some of the most memorable moments that you can think of like that jump out? The, The ones that we can share. There's, there's many more we can't share. You, you mean in relation to the podcast or life in general? The podcast. <laughs> the podcast. You know what's really stood out for me from the podcast mm. is not one particular individual or not one particular episode, mm. but just how willing people at the top of their game are to come and share and give back and how committed yeah. they are to helping other people develop. Because look, nobody gets paid to come on this podcast. We don't take money from any vendors or anyone that's trying to promote their product on any of our episodes. We will speak to people who have something positive to contribute. But every single person that's come on, and they've been so inspiring, and they all have this positive attitude. And they've given so much valuable tips that 
I often, um, as you know, I, I actually make notes during the podcast. In fact, I make notes when I speak to anyone who I find inspiration. <laughs> and I've taken so much value away from that. And that's really helped me to grow as a professional. And the other thing that I've loved so much is every time somebody does a podcast, I invite them to come and join our exclusive Privacy Pros community on Signal. And we've got such a powerful network there of the people at the top of their game, all with this positive attitude, all committed to making this world a better place and making sure that every woman, every man and every child has freedom over their personal information. And whenever you have a challenge, whenever you have a tricky situation come up, whenever you're working in a new jurisdiction, there's always someone there who's willing to help with the answers, which would otherwise have taken me, my peers, hours and hours worth of research. And then even then you might not always be led to the right answer because you're looking at it from a theoretical point of view. But then when you've got people from all over the world who've actually done that and are doing it and they can point you in the right direction, that has been so valuable. That has been so valuable. Yeah, and I think it's all, it's really helped us kind of learn and grow from all the people that we've had on the podcast. Yeah, and you know, the one thing that I love about how you direct our guests on this podcast is we take the time to learn more about the individual rather than focus too much on the techie and the legal easy stuff. And yeah. there's so much great content out there already. But what I love is how you've found the ability to bring the best out of people's so people can actually really see who they are behind that data protection role or behind that data protection title and when you give people an opportunity to really shine and i think it's really important to celebrate all of the wonderful individuals that come on our podcast and all the wonderful privacy pros who are yet to come on the podcast and so we can celebrate them as individuals and and really be in awe of everything they've achieved. Yeah, I totally agree. And in addition to celebrating the people on our podcast, I'd also like to celebrate the team that edits our podcast. <laughs> because I don't know if you remember, last year I did a podcast with you and it was the two of us. And it ended up taking us about three hours to film a 30-minute segment because we just kept laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, 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 that's the reason I keep coming back to do these podcasts with you. 50 episodes of Jamila! <laughs> Oh my God, no, you guys like, we have so much fun behind the scenes. And I think that's one thing that the guests uh, really love about the podcast is how um, down to earth and fun it is. And that's the whole point, right? Like nobody's going to give up their time to be serious and people will, but we want to make sure that people have fun and uh, they they understand the energy that we're about. And it's always so much fun. And uh, I, I think somebody promised once that there's going to be the, what do you call it? The bleep moments? What do you call them? Bloopers. The bloopers. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the seeing the bloopers. But, you know, the thing I think sometimes we forget or we take for granted is just how much effort goes into just making one episode. Yeah. Uh, and obviously we make this podcast uh, available for people for free, but of course it costs us as a business a lot of money. So first of all, we have to have somebody who is researching the guests. That takes time. We have to have the resources and we have to invest in the platform for the recording. And then we have to actually make sure that we've got somebody to do the editing. And then we've got a videographer who does the video edits. And all of this, every single episode, actually, we were doing the stats the other day. Each episode takes us between four to six hours of time per episode. And if you do, let's say the average cost per hour is about 30 quid. That's about 180 pounds that oh, we have wow. spent per episode. So if we've done that 50 times already then that's been a significant investment. This is, this is the reason why I say, look, yes, the podcast costs me money. Uh, the podcast costs the business money. But I'm so glad that we do it because this is kind of like, and you're going to laugh when I say this, but this is kind of like our gift to the world. And there's so many people in so many parts of the world who want to join the academy and they can't because of financial resources, because of time resources or whatever uh, other constraints they have. But one thing they do say is we love listening to your podcast. Please keep bringing on guests. They often suggest great guests. And it's really helped us to get the tips 
the wisdom, the expertise from all of the amazing guests out to some very remote parts of the world. And I was just looking at this before I jumped on. Um, I, I love my stats. And it <laughs> says that we are going out to 109 countries um, right now. So look, what, what was it? Like just under a year and a half ago, we sat down. It was just me, you, Mahmouda. But now we are going out to 109 countries. And that is a global impact. And uh, impact is one of the things that I'm really passionate about. And to be able to reach people in some of these really remote places is amazing mm. it's amazing but we've got people listening from australia we've got people listening from azerbaijan we've got people listening from the united states canada in fact the u.s seems to be our biggest audience right now we've got uk europe we've got representation on all six continents which i think is amazing but and we just need to tackle antarctica next we will need to find somebody who lives there Okay. Um, and then I don't know. I don't actually know how these stats work. But Pen yeah. Penguin GDPR will be working. <laughs> there we go. But this is a really good time to appreciate and acknowledge all of the hard work that goes on behind the scenes from the rest of the team. Mahmouda, Gita, Hassan. So guys, I know most of the time when we're, we're on the podcast, you hear from me, you hear from Jamila. But there's so many people on the team who actually work really hard to make sure that we bring a value-packed episode week in, week out, that it sounds great, and you guys have a valuable and pleasurable listening experience. So I want to really show my appreciation, mm-hmm. share my appreciation for, for Mahmouda specifically, because she does most of the heavy lifting, but for also you, Jamila, because you make such a great host and your wit is amazing, and for the rest of the team who all pulled together to make this podcast what it is. Um, we've been ranked the number one data privacy podcast I think we got that title uh, quite early on last year, which was just out of the blue. And we've also been ranked the top three GDPR podcasts as well. Mm-hmm. And both those um, things, we didn't actually do anything to go and achieve those. They they wrote to us and said, yes, we've ranked you uh, the number one data privacy podcast. It was actually quite humbling, but also very touching at the same time. Because yeah. like you said, like it took us three hours just to edit one, the first episode. And then you got to think about the graphics. Oh, yeah. And I have look at me here. I completely forgot about Yasin, our graphics designer. You got to put them out. And then we've got to make sure he goes out on all the different platforms. Yeah, so and Aditi takes care effort. of the Calendly link. And Ananya helps with guests. And then your lovely wife used to be editing the podcast as well when we first started out. So shout out to her as well. Yeah, uh, Rahana did a great job editing those podcasts. And then, uh, of course, she got pregnant. Uh, and then my daughter, Amy, she is now eight months old, being the best uh, gift ever. Uh, so I'm grateful to God for that. She's keeping my wife very busy right now. <laughs> I've been dead. So I've made very good friends with one of the guests that we had on. Uh-oh. And I told him we were doing a 50th anniversary special. I said, shall I give you a shout out? he said, yeah, go on then. Like, I'm not going to do it. So shout out Alex. Alexander Fatani, right? Yeah. All right. Awesome. See, this is what I like about the podcast. I kind of just talk nonsense for about an hour and it seems to it seems to go down quite well. But it's definitely been a memorable year and a half. What's what good out for you, Jamila? Yeah, it's been good. I think it's something that I didn't know if I'd be good at before we kind of started. I think I'd done a webinar before and kind of joined the team three years ago, nearly now. It'll be three years next month. I just realized as kind of a researcher, I was doing blog posts and then I did that webinar and you were like, hmm, let's get you on and do a podcast. And I thought, oh, why? Why? (laughs) But I think it's something that 
you know, it's just talking and I'm quite good at talking to people and getting things out of people that might be less about their professional life, more about them as a person. And, you know, we on the last podcast we did, we were talking about things like softer skills being important and I place a lot of value on kind of softer skills making people feel at ease being able to get things out of them you know we were talking as well about when we had a guest on and I had to entertain them for 30 minutes to make them happy before a podcast so and I seem to do that okay no you did amazing that day I, I still can't believe that we made Eduardo wait all that time because I had technical challenges on my end and this was the podcast I was most uh, yeah. looking forward to because before I actually planned to do the podcast, I had a top 10 list of guests I wanted and Eduardo was one of them. And I had to wait two years for him to be available to come on. And you'd think I'd have two years of preparation to make sure I got it. <laughs> but, oh my gosh, that was probably the worst moment of the podcast life so far. For you. And you don't know, but I was actually sweating so much. <laughs> So before I came on the camera, I had to wipe the sweat because I was under so much pressure. I felt so anxious. And I was just like, this is so embarrassing. We've got Eduardo. I've keep been waiting for 20 minutes. I'm surprised he's still here. That's why I kept checking in with you saying, has he left? Has he left? He's still here. So But a credit to uh, his patience. And he's just such a gentleman. He's I mean, yeah. such a nice guy. Yeah. So he was the guest that you said you were waiting two years for him to come on who else were you like shocked that we got not not shocked in as in like they shouldn't be on the podcast but like you know they're real heavyweight and you're like wow the, the godfather of privacy Jules Polonotsky yeah because he was one of the more straightforward uh, guests that we had uh, I reached mm. out to him on LinkedIn and he's like yes I'll do it I was expecting not to get any responses for a long time but again, a testament to the character, what a gentleman. I call him the godfather of data privacy because mm -hmm. when you look at his career, when you look at everything he's achieved, you can actually see he's in there influencing the politicians in the most powerful nation on earth, right? And he, he's mm -hmm. promoting privacy. And he, 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 he's the CEO of the Future of Privacy Forum. And for those of you who aren't familiar with that, they, they get all of the leading privacy professionals from the leading companies from around the world. And they actually have debates and discussions on how they can move privacy forward. And they're making huge, those decisions, those uh, discussions, they have huge impact across industry. Uh, so, for example, let's just take Facebook, uh, for example. And one of the things I'm most pleased about, uh, let's say, is I actually got to empower the Data Privacy Council for Facebook. Right, mm. Facebook has got about what um, three billion accounts, I think. <laughs> I think we have about three billion accounts, yeah. which is like almost half the population uh, of the globe. And through this podcast, we was able to attract somebody who is in a position to have a significant impact on so many individuals. Mm. And this podcast allowed us to reach them, where I managed to work with them and empower them. And that's just so inspiring. Yeah, right. Like we can actually get a massive company like that to bring positive changes. Obviously, Facebook is very easy to pick on. They have lots of privacy challenges. But look, we need to cut them some slack because when you're that big, when you have that many people around the world, when you have that much technology going on, it is challenging. It's very difficult. Yeah. I, I struggle with my family to decide which restaurant we're going to go out to, <laughs> right? But then you've got this, this, this multinational firm with so many individuals and packs so many people. But it's such a privilege and an honor to be able to connect with people empower them because you know that's then going to go and make a massive difference yeah i think for me 
I really enjoyed speaking to women in the industry. So like Odea we had on, we had Emerald on. And I think, you know, from what I've heard, data privacy can be quite a male dominated space. So I think seeing more women at the top of their game, it can only be inspiring for, you know, all the women that we've got coming through the academy as well. Yeah, and I actually love that one of our objectives was to make sure that we actually reach out to more female guests and more mm. guests from black and minority ethnic backgrounds so we can be part of leading that change to drive yeah. diversity and inclusion and equity within the industry. And this podcast has been an amazing tool to inspire people from all over the world to believe it doesn't matter where they're from, doesn't matter what their educational background is, they still can make it in the privacy industry and yeah. all of the guests share their top tips on exactly what they need to do to build that roadmap to also have a rewarding and fulfilling career in privacy. So as well as people that we've had on the podcast who are kind of at the top of their careers, we've also had people who have are newly into the, their career. So have just graduated from the Privacy Pros Academy. What would you say were the kind of biggest success stories from those batch of guests that we've had? Oh, that's a tricky one because... Everyone who goes through the Accelerator Operator program has mm -hmm. such transformational, life-changing results. It's very difficult to pinpoint one. There's one I always talk with because everyone can see without knowing the backstory just mm -hmm. how much of a profound uh, shift and impact it's had in somebody's life. And that's Tahir, Tahir, right? Mm -hmm. So when Tahir joined, he's already been on the podcast, listen to his episode, but he's somebody who went from having no professional um, experience, no educational background, being self-employed or working in the family business his whole life, up until the point he joined the academy and he came in, he worked really hard. He did every single thing I asked him to do and he did it to the best of his ability. He yeah. paid attention, he put the work in and then towards the end uh, or, or right after he graduated, he, he managed to get an offer as a data privacy manager. And at the time he was worried, Jamal, what am I going to do? I've just got this offer. They love me. They were, they, they, they loved everything I said. They picked me over candidates with more experience. Well, well that was part of the feedback they gave him. Mm. But he's there. He's making massive impacts in that company. They've actually merged with other company, another company now, and he's having a massive impact. And he's seen as the go-to privacy authority in the industry. And he then came back and he said, look, I want to upskill myself and empower myself more because there's all of these program level changes and I don't really understand how to manage the program. And he's got the right attitude, the right drive, and he's been able to transform not just yeah. his life, but the life of his young family, his wife and his child as well. And he's just getting started. I'm so excited because I know how much uh, effort this guy puts in to see where this journey takes him. And I'm looking forward to celebrating those successes. But it's not just people who have come from a completely different backgrounds. I mean, yes, we have people like Zainab, people like Fayaz. Yeah, I was going to mention Zainab Fayaz. I think Zainab worked in retail. We had Fayaz on who, and didn't um, Tahir find out about the program from Fayaz? I think he saw something on Fayaz's Facebook. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Then that made him want to reach out. So it kind of like shows, I guess, the level of, how excited people are and how, how much they value the program that they're, you know, talking about it on their personal social medias. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually so inspiring to see how they transformed their lives, how they've been able to do that. I mean, within six months, they've completely changed the trajectory of their life. And the thing is, anybody can actually do it. You just need to find the right mentor. You need to make sure that you're in the right place at the right time. And you need to take a risk. Right. Mm. A lot of times people say, well, I don't know if this is right for me. I don't know if I want to invest in this. Um, it's going to take a little bit of time. I'm just happy where I am. And eventually something will work out for me and fall into my lap. But 
that's not the right mentality. That's not the right strategy. And I'm really grateful we managed to use a proven strategy to help so many people. And I think some of the other um, results that we have is we always talk about the people who have kind of gone from zero to hero. But we never or we don't talk as much about the people who joined the ultimate uh, certification programs and some of the successes they have. And I think we should be celebrating their successes as well, mm-hmm. because some of these people, they come in, they're, they're a little bit, well, shall we say they suffer from imposter syndrome. Uh, they say, we've been listening to the podcast. We've loved it. Now we want to come and get, get, get trained with you. And these are some of the problems that we have. Look, we feel so isolated in our roles. Um, we don't know how to explain things to people. We feel like we're not being taken seriously. And other times people say, hey, I've been doing this. I'm quite confident, but I've been doing similar processes. And I want to step up and really um, get to the next level in the in, in my privacy career. But nobody seems to be getting back to me. Like, what can I do to position myself mm. as the the authority or the go-to person? And we also help people who have got two through three years experience go from being an analyst to a manager type role. And what I really enjoy working with is those privacy leaders. So people who are at director level, people who are chief privacy officers, people who are data protection officers, who are very senior in their organization. And they really want to focus. Not they, they don't, They're not looking for roles, but they want to know how to do their job better, how to communicate better, how to implement and operationalize privacy better, how to be able to make more of an impact through their organization. And I love working with those guys because, you know, the reason they've come is not something for themselves. Like they're not looking to go and join another company or earn more money or anything like that. It's about them fulfilling themselves in their career so that they can make a bigger impact and do the best for their organization and all of the people's personal data that they handle there. So they, they inspire me too. And one of the things I love most is we had somebody from the US who joined the program. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to mention any names because I'm going to share some details here. But the challenge was this person was going through a really tough time medically. And she joined the program with strong experience, about a decade's worth of experience doing something else. And her biggest frustration or her biggest objection was, if I'm pivoting to privacy, I don't want to take a pay cut because I need this money to pay for my medical bills. And that's like a non-negotiable. So how can I start again? Or how can I pivot to privacy without having to start again? And I promised her you are not going to start again because what we're going to put or how we're going to position you or what we're going to work on is adding privacy knowledge, privacy skills, leadership skills to all of the soft skills, all of the transferable skills, Mm -hmm. all of the brilliant experience that you brought up. And she actually went through the program and at the end of it, she got a role as a, at a director level of a global consultancy, six figure salary. So no, no price guy increase. And also she got recognized by a leading um, publication as an expert. So they asked her to write in their publication. So mm-hmm. not only she, she's now a published author. And um, someone else also said, well, look, we recognize you as an expert and we've got 5,000 people that are attending this webinar. Uh, we'd love to have you on the panel talking about data privacy. So she really managed to position herself as an expert, just following the steps that we, we teach in the Accelerator program. The fact that people actually listen to the podcast and then they get in touch and they trust me enough with their time, with their money, with their hopes. It's a lot of responsibility on my shoulders, but it's it's just such an rewarding. honor to be able to help. Yeah, it's so rewarding, so fulfilling. Uh, you have no idea. The reason I only take on like three to five people on these programs two or three times a year is because that's what keeps me up at night. But I'll be honest with yeah. you, guys. I, I can't handle more than that because when people come, we, it's, it's a very intensive application process. And I make sure I understand them fully 
Uh, and I don't, don't just ask them general questions. Like we do a real deep dive into the subconscious fears, into the subconscious desires and into the goals that's really going to help them to not just transform professionally, but personally as well. And I, I think about those individuals and how I can help them and how I can support them. It's, it's just so rewarding. It's just so rewarding. It's a very intense program, but I, I love the results they get so much. I mean, halfway through the program, you see them holding their body postures differently, <laughs> differently. You, you, you see them writing posts yeah. like a completely new person. So we're kind of halfway through our podcast and I want to take it away from the podcast and kind of do an icebreaker question in the middle because I feel like it and I'm in charge for this podcast. Yes, you are. You're the boss. And I was thinking earlier, and I think I told you about last week and I met someone who had invented an AI system that could note or could spot organ failure before before it happened basically so like two days in advance and I was thinking okay that's a great use of AI and technology and things like that but does do developments especially in relation to AI and privacy does it ever scare you the way some things are going oh yes oh yes I mean just this week we've seen that the information commissioner's office has put a blanket ban on using um, technology to read and uh, make predictions about based on people's emotion recognition Mm. Um, so you can, you can, it's, it's like any tool you can use it for good or you can Mm. use it for evil. And it completely comes down to the individuals who are in charge of making those decisions, which way it goes. So if you look at the example of Clearview AI, you can see completely irresponsible collection and violation of people's rights. And this is the emotion one. No, Clearview, they, 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 you know, the facial recognition, they were just going around, um, scraping data anywhere they could and building mm. a database of people on their database without telling anyone, without informing mm. anyone. And we can see a number of supervisory authorities have find them. But again, so it's scary. If, if somebody like Clearview AI that we know of can do that, what about the other companies that we don't even know about? Yeah. What are they doing with our data? Yeah, it does sound scary. And the fine that was given out or the ban, sorry, that was given out by the ICO this week, is that because emotions can be used for like advertising or is it being used for more darker means i guess i think without going into too much detail because i didn't prepare beforehand but what the, what the, the ico's position is look we don't have enough evidence to say that these are accurately reading people's emotions oh, wow. and until we can um verify that they are accurate mm. we shouldn't be using them to make decisions that's going to have an impact on individuals yeah because it could lead to really poor results and it could, you know, in, in extreme circumstances, uh, have a serious impact on people's rights and freedoms. We're going back into kind of dissecting the last 50 podcasts, looking at Casey and looking at the Privacy Pros Academy um, and I guess looking to the future. So what do you see next for the Academy and next for the podcast, whichever one, you know, first? So I think we need to, at the end of this year, we need to take a look back and see what we've achieved this year, what's worked well, and what we can do better so we can show up um, even better in 2023, serve more privacy professionals and help them to achieve better results. Because there is no other purpose for the Privacy Pros Academy and for the Privacy Podcast than to be helping individuals from and meeting them where they are and helping them to really get the clarity, get the confidence, get the credibility and give them the community they need to really take their career to the next stage and then the next stage and the next stage until we have an army of... Um, no, I mean. not, 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 but until we have a very big community 
of mm. privacy professionals. So look, Jamila, one of the things that we spoke about at the beginning of the year was our vision. My vision is where Amy grows up in a world where every woman, every man and every child enjoys uh, freedom over the personal information. Mm. And what that's probably one of the reasons we set up Kazian. So at Kazian, our mission is to empower every organization on the planet to adopt privacy practices. And I very quickly realized that's something that's almost an impossible task to do as a a boutique consultancy. Even if we uh, took over one of the big four, we're only going to have a very small impact, like a drop in the open. But what we can do is through the Privacy Pros Academy, we can empower privacy pros all over the world to actually find better ways of adopting honest privacy practices for their clients, for their organizations, and together as a community, mm-hmm. we can have a massive impact and we can achieve that vision in the yeah. near future. And that's a lovely, a lovely vision. And I think, as you said, we Kazian can't, as much as we would love to, do it all on our own. And by training people, you know that those people then are up to the standard. They are qualified. They are professional. You know, they exhibit all of these qualities. And yeah. Let's look forward to the future. But what about the podcast? What What's your vision for the future of the podcast? I, I want to get this podcast into the hands of more people, especially in more remote parts of the world, so they too can understand privacy. They yeah. can uh, really appreciate the valuable tips, the insights, and the up-to-date news that our guests bring to the table and they share. And I want to help our guests to improve their visibility because everyone mm. comes because they're, some, they're really passionate about something and they want to get a message out. And I want to help them to make sure that their messages reach as many um, individuals as possible as well so that we can serve them that way. I'd love to see more brilliant guests on the podcast. And, you know, I actually want to see some of the people who have gone through the academy on the podcast. Historically, we've brought people who have been on the Accelerator program, but we're getting so many amazing results through people who are doing the Ultimate Certification programs. I'd mm-hmm. love for them to come and share their journey because when we brought Tahir on, the amount of people that message me on LinkedIn saying they're inspired by him, it's mm-hmm. crazy. And I was like, hang on a minute, if that many people are inspired by Tahir, what about all of the other amazing people that come through the academy? I I know their stories because I work with them, right? But people don't know their stories. And if you gave them an opportunity to share their stories, it would give more people the permission to also show up and achieve great things. And if if you see one person can achieve something, then there is nothing stopping you from being able to achieve those results or even do, do, do even better, right? So if we can bring all of the amazing mentees that we have in the academy and get them to share some of their stories, what are some of the challenges they came across and how they could overcome them. Then there'll be somebody that tunes in and listens and says, hey, I resonate with that. That sounds just like me. And you know what? I'm inspired by them to go and take some action and uh, to improve my professional career as well. Yeah, definitely. I think... What you, with what you said about remote countries, we were going through the country list beforehand. And, you know, it's amazing that we're in 109 countries, except Libya. Libya, I'm watching you as someone who is half Libyan. Can you please start listening to the podcast? But I think it's really encouraging that we've got people from so many countries, because I think sometimes people might think that data protection is like a European thing because of the GDPR. But we've had guests from, you know, across the world who have spoken about data protection, data privacy. You know, we've had someone from Qatar, we've had India, we've had the US, we've had, you know, European countries. And I think it's really important that we look at privacy as a global thing and not just, you know, in a very kind of Eurocentric way. So it's really good that we've got so many people engaged, both guests and listeners um, from all over the world. Absolutely. Every time I take a new training session or a new training Mm -hmm. cohort, I still, I'm so surprised 
because we get people joining from all over the world. Mm. Um, so let's just say that literally the one I'm running right now, there's somebody from Australia, right? Mm. Other side of the world. There's, some, there's a few people from America. There's somebody from Canada, a few people from um, India. Um, and then you've got somebody from Brazil. You've got somebody from South Africa. You've got somebody from Nigeria. We've got somebody from Thailand. And we've got somebody from Philippines. Like when I went into the Privacy Pros Academy, I never expected that I would be able to reach that mm. many countries and pockets of the globe through one training program. Like, it, and, and the thing is, these individuals, they're so committed and dedicated. Yeah. They wake up at three o'clock in the morning in their time just to spend that time with the live sessions training. Yeah. And it, um, it, it just touches me so much. It's such an yeah. honor and a privilege that people trust us that much to help them. And I'm so glad that they get all of the results they came for and even more than they expected. And is it a learning experience for you and the team to kind of have people from all over the world, things that, you know, maybe encourages or helps you look at data privacy from different countries that you might never have thought of before? Yeah. And I think that's what people love most about mm. the program. So when we do the program, we obviously ask for the feedback. And one common theme people say is, I love the variety on the training and it's not just a training like it doesn't end at the training we created a community so when you come and join mm. one of our programs you'll be in a community of anyone who's ever actually joined one of our programs and we have people from all over the world and if you look at some of the discussions there a lot of people say you undersold the program if you told us about <laughs> you would have just signed up to the community yeah because there's people at all different levels from all over the world providing input providing guidance mm. coming in with fresh perspectives coming in from different industries and it all brings and enriches every single person so much. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. So the final thing I wanted to ask you is if you could give one message to our listeners that have stuck with us for 50 episodes, what would it be? I would say wherever you are on your career journey right now, whatever uh, frustrations you have, wherever you might mm. be feeling stuck, it's just a mindset. It's just a self-limiting belief and a self-limiting decision. There is something inside you that's holding you back and it's not even true. And all you have to do is commit to making a decision, take action, because you've seen it for yourself. It's the action takers that get the results. So if you're sitting there thinking about something, thinking about making a move in privacy, thinking about pivoting, thinking about taking a certification, thinking about joining a training program, don't think about it. Just do it. Make a decision, but then do everything you can to make that decision be right for you. So many people I speak to, so many people that message me on LinkedIn, they're always like, I want to make a decision. Can you help me out? I can't help anyone make any decisions. What I can mm -hmm. do is to help you explore your options so then you can make an informed decision about what should be your next steps to achieve the professional goals that you want to achieve to have a more challenging, a more rewarding and a more fulfilling career. But take action, right? That is the number one message I have. The fact that you're actually giving up your time to listen to the podcast and you're taking wisdom from all these amazing guests is the first step. But the second step is to take more decisive action, right? So I encourage everyone to take action. And one of the things that really stood out for me was one of the people on our Ultimate programs, um, she messaged me and she said, hey, Jamal, I just aced this interview. And when I was at the interview, I was getting answered. I don't know where they came from, but then I realized it's through all of the great things I've been hearing on the podcast. And <laughs> it made me look so knowledgeable and so passionate. And I love it. But I was like, but you are knowledgeable and you are passionate. Yeah. They're like, 
Oh yeah, it's me yeah. then. And I'm like, yeah, it's all you. Yeah. Like you're amazing. You put yourself in that position. You listen to those podcasts, and your your brain has found the right opportunity to just show how much you grow. It's funny how things that we listen to, and we maybe not even we listen to it passively, and yet it still sticks in our brain somewhere. I think my message to people listening is firstly, thank you for listening to us over the last fifty podcasts, and also. I do accept fan mail and we'll be setting up a PO box, you know, because of data privacy, can't give out my address. Yeah. And Jamila, just for everyone listening, in case there's any confusion, Jamila actually has far bigger and wider reaching fan base than I have. I haven't had any um, chocolate <laughs> or um, emails come in, but Jamila has had lots of requests for lots of amazing things. And actually, I don't know if this is going to make the cut or not, but Jamila, your wish has been fulfilled. Amy and Rehenna have just arrived. Yay! Come oh, on, no, Amy. Auntie Jimmy is talking about you. Hi, Amy. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. All right, Amy, do you want to say um, bye-bye so we can wrap up the podcast? Ah, uh, okay. All right, Jamal, before we end, what's your most memorable podcast episode? All right, so there's this episode that aired. And if you go back and listen to it, you can make it out. But at the time, Rehenna was pregnant with beautiful Amy and she had morning sickness. And you can actually hear her retching her guts out if you listen carefully to the podcast. It was so funny. I didn't even notice it. So it can't have been that loud. I don't think anyone noticed it. Yeah, it was hilarious. You're going to have to go back and start listening. Uh, another memorable moment was when it was in the middle of the podcast and then Jamila messages me and says, my house is on fire. Is it okay <laughs> to go away for five minutes? I'm like, what, your house is on fire? You're asking me to go away for five minutes. No, there was, um, I think that was the fire alarm went off. And then the other one, I remember getting a nose. You burnt some rice or something. <laughs> I think it was my housemate burned something and right. the fire alarm was going off. And then there was another one where I got a nosebleed halfway through yeah. the podcast, like messaging Jamal, like, um, please just take the questions. I need to go and sort myself. Uh, all fun on the Privacy Pros Academy podcast. It has been fun. It has been fun. Yeah. Amy, are you going to um, come and host the podcast soon? Yeah? Yeah. So uh, taking over from me in 2023 will be Amy. She'll be asking questions. Inshallah. God willing. God willing. One day. Bless them. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this special episode, celebrating our 50th episode of our podcast and we hope to see you for the next 50 and the next 500 and the next however many uh, episodes we do in the future yeah thank you so much to everybody who has listened to a single episode or a partial episode and especially if you're subscribing why don't you reach out and tell us what you want to hear more about are there any particular guests that you'd like to see mm. are there any specific topics that you want us to cover more of or less of yeah. Let us know because we want to make sure this podcast is the most powerful podcast to help you get from where you are right now to where you want to get to. And yeah. my team and I, we're committed to doing everything we can to make sure that we use this podcast in the best way to serve you as much as possible. So reach out to us. Let us know what we can do. If you want to find out more about the Academy, then reach out to me on LinkedIn. And if you have an idea for anything that you want us to explore, then also reach out and let us know about those as well. Yeah. Definitely. Please do reach out and um, share the podcast and um, comment on our posts about the podcast and let us know what you want to hear more of. And we hope to see you on the next podcast. Take care.
Bye. And just in case you're wondering, no alcohol was consumed prior to the recording of this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, like and share so you're notified when a new episode is released. Remember to join the Privacy Pros Academy Facebook group where we answer your questions. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're leaving with some great things that will add value on your journey as a world-class privacy pro. Please leave us a four or five star review. And if you'd like to appear on a future episode of our podcast or have a suggestion for a topic you'd like to hear more about, please send an email to team at kzient.co.uk. Until next time, peace be with you.